on the resurrection morning, the words that pierced the hearts of the disciples, and they couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. When the words of Jesus penetrate your life, you are changed. I hunger for the peace of the risen Lord to be in my heart. Even tonight I'm a bit nervous, a bit excited because I know the Lord Jesus wants to do something so beautiful and special tonight. He wants to give us His resurrection peace. He wants to allow that peace, as St. Paul says, that surpasses all understanding, that overcomes every sin, every hatred, every act of unkindness and violence. How do we get this peace? How did the early church get this peace? The answer is in the Acts of the Apostles. Repent. Change your life and your sins will be wiped away. Repentance is such a beautiful word in Greek. Metanoia. Turn around. Change. Something different has to happen. We're going in the wrong direction. What a wonderful revelation to know that I'm going in the wrong direction. It shouldn't leave me to darkness or sadness. But it pulls me back to the light. To the Lord Jesus. Metanoia. To turn around. To change. And they knew they could do it. Not because they were so intelligent. In fact, it would make a pretty strong case that the first disciples of Jesus were pretty dumb. <laughs> Some of them might have been fairly well educated. Maybe St. Paul was the most educated. But the Lord really humbled him, took everything away from him. But thanks be to God for Paul and those early witnesses because they were not afraid to admit their sin. Maybe that's how we should read it. Our sin is obliterated and there's no evidence left. Unbelievable. It cannot be. I don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. But it's true. Thanks be to God. There's an obliteration. It's a very powerful word, isn't it? My sins wiped out, wiped away. Doesn't it sound like, you know, you've been dirty and just have a wash? This is an obliteration. Wow. It's so important for us to allow the Spirit 
to reveal the Word of God to us. The Word of God is alive and active. So important, I love to put the fear of God into anyone who becomes a reader. So look out those who are in my readers, let the train. Because they are the voice piece of God. They're communicating something that's powerful. And this is so important for us. That no one is outside the mercy of God. Wow, I really discovered that in these last eight years visiting our prison and youth detention centre in Darwin. If you want to find a place where you can't, you think you can't find God, that's a good place to go. You have to have faith. And especially in the words of Jesus when he said, I was in prison and you went there. I went there, I had the incredible privilege and mission to find the Lord in jail. And boy, did I find the Lord there. But you know, like most people in the Bible, and most of us, the place where you find the Lord the most is in the darkness, and in the sin, and in the sadness, and in the fear, and in the problems. And the Lord calls us not to be afraid. That's the thing the Lord says the most. You read your Gospels. Get that Bible that's got the words of Jesus in red. You can't miss it. So it's sort of good you go through the Bible and you can just think the words of Jesus. That's a pretty good place to start if you want to learn what Jesus says and what God says. Do not be afraid. Because we are, you know, we are so afraid we only admit it. You know, I just love the way Jesus calls himself the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd who looks after his sheep. The Good Shepherd who doesn't run away. You know, Jesus doesn't call us crocodiles or even lions or tigers. You know, in, in the bush up in the Northern Territory, you won't find wild sheep. You'll find a lot of wild things, but you won't find wild sheep. The Lord shows that in you so deliberately. Because especially when I'm alone, I'm like a lost Lamb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm a bit bigger than a lamb. <laughs> oh, it's the same for all of us, like the lost sheep gone astray. And I need that shepherd so much to obliterate my sin. You know, you see some people like those action movies where they pump the machine guns and obliterate everything. It's a great image because Satan loves us to sit in our sin. He's such a liar, such a deceiver. 
I've been so deceived in my own life, so stuck in my own weakness and darkness. Thanks be to Jesus Christ who has forgiven me. And he's keeping on forgiving me. Because you know, I still see. I know, it's a shock, isn't it? <laughs> oh boy, just now some of the parishioners here. I've only been here two months. And I've already had to go to confession a few times. <laughs> Thanks be to God for the sacrament of reconciliation where I meet the Good Shepherd. And I know I've sinned. And I cry out to the Lord, Lord, I need you so much to obliterate that stuff because I don't have the power. And we know that sin can easily lead into addictive patterns. And you can get so trapped. So trapped. And sometimes we try and convince ourselves, oh, I just need a strategy. I just need to try harder. Strategies can be very helpful. But without faith, good luck, mate. <laughs> no, I've got to have the Lord Jesus. I've got to have Him breathe His Spirit upon me and say those words, Peace be with you. My baptism is so important to me. The baptism of the Lord Jesus is so important to me because He said, This is my beloved Son. And in my baptism, the Lord Jesus draws me into that water and He opens my ears to hear those words. You are my beloved Son. You are my beloved daughter. And when those words sink into my soul, it changes my life. It gives me the hope I need to face the darkness and the problems, the sinfulness. I was asked to visit one fella in prison. And he was so honest. As soon as he saw me, he wanted to have confession. He was ready. And he had sin. He hurt people very much. But he said, I have sinned. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what I can do if the Lord could ever forgive what I've done. And he began to weep. And he began to look so heavy and burdened. And I started to smile and I even started to laugh. And that shocked him a little bit. He said, why are you laughing to his tears? And I said, I'm laughing because I'm so happy for you. Because you have responded You've heard the word of the Lord and you've obeyed Him. You've sinned and you've repented straight from your heart. 
And you've thrown yourself at the mercy of God. And He is forgiving you. And you're on the road to freedom, to healing, and the hope of heaven, even in this most dark place. That's why I love that scripture of Acts with Paul and Silas in the prison. And their incredible faith to sing and to call out to God and to praise God because it's when things are going wrong and when things are dark and hopeless and my heart is, is so afraid or so, so stony cold, the last thing I want to do is praise God. But my faith says, you're being told a lie. The evil one wants to keep you in that hard heart. The evil one wants you to dwell in your darkness. And he wants to steal from you all the good things that God has ever given to you. Don't let him. He doesn't deserve you. You're way too precious. And the Lord loves you so much. When we go into the prison in Darwin, the first thing we do is sing. And it sort of smashes that heavy feeling. Sometimes it is so heavy. And if I'm the only one singing with the guitar, well, the brothers know how bad I am. <laughs> it's not really the, the angels. But I tell you what, it's the Holy Spirit that has the power to smash that darkness and to open people's lives to grace. And that's what the Lord wants to do with us tonight. He wants to open to us that grace of repentance. One of the first things Jesus said after he was baptised and after he went through the temptation in the desert, when he started his ministry, the first thing he said was repent. You're going the wrong way. It's time to turn around. It's time to change. And so many people heard that. And their sins were obliterated. Their sins were eliminated. So tonight, in this Easter time, Let's ask the Lord for a new grace of repentance for us and for even calling others because we heard in the word tonight that you are witnesses to these things. You are witnesses to the power that God has to forgive and heal when we repent, when we say, I'm sorry, I, I want to change. I want to do something to show that I'm changing. I want to get out of where I am and I want to be in a place that magnifies what God wants me to do. So tonight let's beg the Lord for that grace and that we might share that with others. You might know someone right at this moment who's suffering from their sinfulness, 
maybe in addictive behaviour. And maybe the Lord, in a loving way, is going to use you to say, it's time to change. It's time to say, I'm sorry. It's time to say, Lord, I repent. Have mercy on me, sinner. So tonight, if you're open to that grace, I invite you with me to face the cross of the Lord Jesus and to kneel and to sing and worship the Lord and to call upon Him for that grace, that power, for the obliteration of our sins.